to turn this service over to a young man who uh, I really do love and at times do admire. Um, he's, he's a well-studied man. Um, and when I say that I sometimes admire him, the other half is because I'm jealous. At, at his ability to learn the scriptures, he puts in the time and he puts in the effort. And uh, I commend him for that. And per his request, I'll introduce him tonight as Brother Dylan. Brother Dylan, come and preach to us, to us tonight. Well, praise the Lord, everyone. Um, tonight, I'm, uh, I'm shocked uh, at the opportunity that Brother Townley called me Wednesday, and he was like, are you feeling good, Brother Dylan? And when he says that, you know it's something. So he asked me to preach, and I don't know. This, this message has been in my spirit for a while, and before he even asked me to preach. So um, I want to preach tonight. I want to uh, thank Brother Adam for the introduction. Uh, and I'm thankful that we have people in the body of Christ, role models that we can look up to, strong people in God. We don't have to look to Hollywood or, you know, worldly singers like Toby Mac. That was a, that was a joke. Toby Mac is supposed to be a Christian singer, but anyway. Um, but I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to look up to people in the church that are faithful and strong and um, sold out to God. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, tonight I'm not going to preach anything, you know, super deep because no. Um, but I want to, I just want to talk to us, maybe teach, maybe preach, you know, maybe all three. But we're, we're, gonna, we're just going to see what God will do. I want God to move. I've been feeling this. And I was, I was a little bit nervous about tonight, but I, I, feel, I feel good. I feel, I feel like God wants to do something tonight. So that, that's what I want. That's what I want. And, you know, I got to give a text, you know, to be proper. So 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and verse 9. We've heard this scripture plenty of times, but... How, that this is just how I want to start it tonight. First Peter chapter five verse eight reads: "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world." Um, we're in a war. It's a war we can't see, um, and we have, we have a very real adversary, and it's the devil. And we've been in revival. We've been having good church, but he's not just going to stand by and let, just let that happen. You're crazy if you think that's going to. He's not just going to let this spirit that we feel here tonight, he's not just going to let that go 
unhindered. So he's going to do whatever we, he can to try to fight us and to oppose us. And the way that we fight him, we have to know what to do. We have to know. And knowledge is power. Ignorance is not bliss. Um, that's, that's just a fact. What we don't know about the devil is just another area where he can attack us. And Hosea chapter 4 talks about that God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Paul said in 2 Corinthians that Satan can't get an advantage of us if we just do what we're supposed to do. That's my paraphrasing version of it. But tonight, that's what I, wanted, that's what I want to talk about. And um, can we pray? We need to pray. Because... We, we, want, we need God. We need God to work in us. We need God to move in this service tonight. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. God, we ask God that you would move today. God, we want you to You're God, we worship you. We thank you. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would anoint me, God, to preach your word, to preach whatever you'd have me to preach, God, to speak to your people, God. Anoint the ears of your people, God. Let your word fall on good ground. In Jesus' name, let it grow up into fruition and accomplish everything you want it to accomplish, God. We thank you and we praise you in advance for everything you've done and everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name, we praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Um, like I said, knowledge is power. We need to know what to do in order to effectively fight the devil. The devil, he, he, he comes against us and he tells us lies. When he speaks the truth, he does it in deception. This verse, 1 Peter 5.8, says that uh, the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And most people look at that and say, the devil's a roaring lion going about, but that's not what it is. The devil wants you to think that he's bigger than he actually is. That verse doesn't call the devil a roaring lion. That verse says he walks about as a roaring lion. If I say that Joe screams like a, screams like a girl, does that make Joe a girl? If I say that the devil walks about like a roaring lion, does that make the devil a roaring lion? No. So that he just deceiving ways that he just he tries to get in our minds and paint a picture that is that he's bigger and badder than anything that we could imagine. So we need to know about our enemy. And let's let's just let me just read Isaiah chapter 14. This is talking about Satan's fall from heaven. And we got to know where, what happened, what, what all happened. I'm sure some of us have heard this story, heard what happened before, but I just want to go over it again because, you know. Anyway, verse 12, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Satan wanted to be like God. There, there are three, three types of angels, seraphims, cherubim, and 
archangels. The seraphims proclaim the holiness of God. Um, Isaiah chapter 6, when, he see, when Isaiah sees the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, it's the cherubims that are proclaiming, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Um, it's the seraphims that are proclaiming that the Lord is holy. Cherubim protect the holiness of God. Um, when Adam and Eve were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, he, it said, the Bible says that he set a flaming sword at the, garden of the, at the uh, entrance of the garden, and he set a cherubim there that would guard the way, protecting the holiness of God, which that'll, that'll preach a whole other message. But then there are archangels, and the Bible talks about three specific archangels. One was Lucifer, who fell from heaven and became our adversary, the devil, Satan. Satan literally means adversary. Um, the other two, Michael, is the warrior angel, and um, Gabriel, who appeared, the messenger angel, appeared to Mary. We, all, we know that story. Um, so th- Satan fell from heaven because iniquity was found in him. Uh, Ezekiel talks about that, but I'm not going to read that one because that one's kind of long, and I, I don't want to be all night. Um, Revelation, Revelation chapter 12 talks about uh, it's another version of the story. And there was, starting in verse 7, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So that's when Satan came to earth and became the god of this world. Satan fell through pride. His iniquity was found in him. I think this is funny. He wanted to be like God, and in the process, he you know, caused sin to enter in the world, and we needed a Savior, Jesus Christ, and now we can be like Jesus Christ, who is the Almighty God. But he, he just wanted to be like God, but now he enabled us to be like God, and I just think that's funny. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> So what is, he, what is he doing now? He knows that he messed up. He knows he messed up big time. His place isn't found in heaven anymore. His fate is already sealed. He knows what's going to happen to him. He knows he has a short time to mess with God's people. He, he, tries, he knows what he's, what he's going to go to, so he's going to try to take as many people with him as possible. John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not but for to kill and to steal and to destroy. So he can't get to God himself. So what he wants to do, what he tries to do, is hurt God's, the apple of his eye, us. So he knows all about us. First Peter 5 and 8, my text scripture. He goes, he's as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He, he, he's stalking us like a lion stalks their prey. And the book of Job talks about that when he went, when, uh, he went before God and asked to test Job. In Job chapter 1, verse 6, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. He was looking for someone that he could devour. And God says to Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. 
And I'm sure Satan was like, yep, I've heard of him. And he, what if we lived our lives in such a way that God would brag on us to the devil? That's good. Not, not. So Satan answered the Lord, doth Job fear God for naught? He just, he just fears you. Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. He, he was doing what he was supposed to be doing. And Satan was mad about it because God was blessing him. And he didn't want that. He wanted, he did, he wanted to be exalted. But God was honoring Job. So, and Satan doesn't like that. He doesn't like when God's people are blessed. He doesn't like when God's people are having revival. He doesn't like it when God's people are succeeding and doing what they should be doing. So, so Satan puts this challenge forth to the Lord. He says, but put forth now thine hand and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord's like, oh yeah? Bring it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And we know the story that he um, lost everything that he had. His ten children were killed in one day. His thousands of camels and oxen and donkeys and everything that he had. His house was destroyed. And the only thing left that he had left was a nagging wife. Who told him to curse God and die? The devil knows how to... Anyway, I'm not married, so... Um, why would God allow Job to be tested like this? Why would he allow Job to wipe away all his... Why would he allow Satan to take, get rid of all of Job's stuff... All of God, Job's blessings that God had blessed him with. That's right. It's because God thinks that we're strong enough to handle it. That's right. First Corinthians That's right. chapter ten says, "There is no temptation taking you, but that which is, but such as is common to man." God will not suffer us to be tempted above that which we are able, but will, with the temptation, make a way of escape. And. God doesn't tempt us. James 1.13 tells us that neither tempteth he any man. He tries us. He tries us. He doesn't tempt us. When you tempt somebody, you're trying to get them to do wrong. God, in him, there's no darkness at all. He, he's not trying to get us to do wrong. He's trying to see what's in our heart. There's a, a verse in, um, I didn't look it up, but it's in First uh, Kings that talks about when the messengers came to Hezekiah um, from Babylon. They, he was exam Hezekiah brought the messengers from Babylon, and he showed them all the goodness of his house, the gold and the riches and the just incredible wealth of his house, of, of the temple. And the Lord did that to test Hezekiah to see what was in his heart. And that's why God allows us to go through certain things. He wants to see what's in us. Um, so what, now that we've established that fact that God isn't the source of our temptation, but the devil is, um, what does the devil do? What, what are his tactics? What are, what was, what, how does he attack? Every way that the devil attacks us, 
God's already in charge of it. He attacks us materially. I read the verses from Job chapter 1 that talked about how he, uh, Job had to go before the Lord and ask permission to take all of his stuff. Um, he, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Anything that we have materially is not ours. Anything that we get in this life is not ours. It's God's. And that's why God was able to say, okay, Satan, you can test. You can try to get him to, you can tempt him. You can try to get him to do wrong, but it's still not going to work because that's not why Job loves me. That's not why Job serves me. He doesn't serve me for the blessings. He doesn't serve me for the publicity. He doesn't serve me for anything other than for the sole fact that he loves me. So, Job loses all his stuff, but in the end, he gets twice as much after the temptation. That's insane. Job, Job is one of the wealthiest men of the East, and he gets twice as much. That, that's an incredible testimony to the goodness of God. So, Job uh, was tested in... Material. That's one way that the devil attacks with our physical stuff, materially. Another way that the devil attacks is health. He'll attack our health. The second chapter of Job says, um, Satan answered the Lord. They go through the whole thing again. Hast thou considered my servant Job? More like the God was rubbing it in the devil's face that he still hadn't sinned. But Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life, but put forth thine hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. He says it again. He'll curse you to your face if you take his health from him. And God is like, okay, you can, yeah, behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. And so that's what the devil does. He smites him with boils and yeah. Just uh, he's oozing sores and it's just disgusting. I don't even know what that would be now, but oh. Anyway, so he tried again. This, the devil tried again. And Job still, he still maintained his integrity. And th- this is what I think is crazy. <laughs> the devil has to do, the devil goes through all of this work, all of this trouble, and, but does he not, the devil knows the scriptures. He knows, uh, the book of Exodus chapter 15 says that God is the Lord that heals us, so there's no, there's no sickness or disease that God isn't in control of. There's nothing that he can't take authority over. There's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no health problem, there's no, there's no, if you got a little cold, if you got the flu, got tuberculosis, you've got cancer, you've got anything, God's already in charge of it. He's, he's, he's the God that heals us. Jesus bore our healing on his back when he was beaten. He, he bore our healing on his back. With his stripes, we're healed. Another way, so that's, that's two. Materially, um, 
with our health. That's how the devil attacks. Another way he does it is through people, socially. And the book of John chapter 13 is talking about Jesus and his disciples are at the Last Supper. And he's sitting down and saying, one of you shall betray me. And all the disciples are asking, Lord, who is it? Who is it? And verse 26, Jesus answered, he it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. It's a piece of bread when he had dipped it. And when he dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, that thou doest do quickly. Satan was tempting Judas with money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Satan was tempting Judas with the 30 pieces of silver that the high priests were offering him to betray Jesus. And he took it. He, he tried to stop Jesus' plan because Jesus is the Messiah and Jesus came to save us from our sins. And Satan was trying to stop that. He didn't want the human race to be saved. Are you crazy? He, he, had, he was the God of this world. He was in control of us. Without God, we were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. We, we didn't have any... We, we wouldn't be here right now if it weren't for Jesus. We wouldn't be here if Jesus hadn't died. And I think this is, this is hilarious. He failed big time. Because he killed Jesus, or he tried to kill Jesus, but on the third day he rose again anyway. And right. it just fulfilled the scriptures. Right. I just <laughs> Satan's a huge failure. Right. He failed when he fell from heaven because he wanted to be like the Most High. He's still failing because just look around. You've got people who are living testimonies of the goodness of God. And he's going to fail again. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. This is probably one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. And I saw an angel, an angel, like not, not capital A, not, not like big archangel. But no, I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Next verse. Just one angel. Can you, can you, an angel having the key to the bottomless pit, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. <laughs> It just took one angel. It just took one, one angel, not just not big angel, not archangel, not leading angel, scary angel. It took one simple angel. And he's going to fail again. He's a failure in the past. He's a failure right now. And he's, gonna, he's a failure in the future. He's not going to win. Jesus said that the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. The devil can't do anything against us. He's a failure. He's going to lose anyway. Another thing about 
socially how the devil tries to attack us. He tries to isolate us from the body of Christ. He tries to keep us away from the church. And if we, the devil knows that he can't get us is as one body. He can't just, he has to attack us when we're by ourselves, or he has to attack, attack us when we're alone and we fall and we don't, and we're not with the church. He, he knows that we are one body. First Corinthians chapter 12 talks about this. We're one body in Christ. As the body is one and hath many members, and all the body and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Um, verse 15. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now... Hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him? When we try to isolate ourselves from the church, we're in big trouble. Because we, this is a strong place. And I'm not just talking about physical strength, even though we've got some pretty strong people in here. We, this is a place where you can get strength, where you can... Where you can if you've had a long day at work or at school, I know I started going to public school this year, and oh, Lord, have mercy. It takes a toll on you spiritually. And the devil knows that if he, if he can get you just off by yourself in a corner or something, away from the body of Christ, what can a foot do against an attack? You have to, in order to kick someone... You don't just need a foot. You need all of this. If you try to punch someone, what's a hand going to do? If it doesn't have muscles and ligaments and bones and tendons, it, it's nothing without the rest of the body. And it just, it goes in. God had set the members, everyone in the body as it had pleased him. He, it just because we're not, we're not singing or we're not, we're not, deleting outreach, or we're not over Sunday school, or we're not playing the piano every service. That doesn't mean that we're not important. That doesn't mean that God can't use us, or God doesn't want to use us. God is using your special gifts, your special talents, where it pleases Him. God hath set the members in the body, everyone as it hath pleased him. We're not in this for ourselves. We're not in this for Brother Townley. We're not in this just because, just because it's a good place to be, it, just because it's a good thing to do on Sundays. But we're in this because we want to please God. We want to we do what's right in His sight. We want to please Him. We want to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Him. There's people in the church that if you, okay, let me say it like this. When we're in the middle of a group of people, somebody that's trying to attack you has to go through all those people on the outside before he can get to you. If you stay in the church, 
the devil has to go through your pastor first of all. And then he has to go through strong brothers and sisters in Christ. The devil can't get you if you just stay in the church. If you isolate yourself, it's easy. It's easy for you to lose. It's easy for you to fail. But if you stay in the church, if you stay where you're supposed to be, you're strong against the wiles of the devil. So that's, that's three points. That's three ways the devil can attack us. Materially, take everything we have. Health-wise, take our health from us. Socially, turn people against us. Another way that I didn't write down is our mind, definitely. That's probably one of the biggest things. I can't believe I didn't write that down. But the mind, it, the carnal mind is enmity against God. That's what the Bible says. The carnal mind is enmity. It's at strife. It's warring against spiritual things. It's warring against the things of God. The carnal mind, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can't understand the things of God. You can't understand why, why we do what we do. The devil likes that. He doesn't want you to understand. Hosea chapter 4, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He doesn't want you to know the power of God. I'll get to that later. Okay. Another way, the fourth point that I had written down, but, you know, five since I said. Anyway, doctrinally, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. If our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, the devil, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers. He doesn't want them to know the truth, because if they know the truth, he's not their God anymore. There's no such thing as being in the middle. There's no such thing as being um, neutral. That's the word I was looking for. There's no such thing as being neutral when it comes to spiritual things. You're either lost or saved. There's no in between. There's no, I'm a good person. So you either have the Holy Ghost or you don't have the Holy Ghost. And that's in the Bible. I I don't, I don't, I'm not, we can't go through all that, but um, God's not the author of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14, the same chapter that talks about spiritual gifts and speaking in tongues and all that, says that God is not the author of confusion. Uh, when I, or, or let me tell you, um, I was having a conversation, debate, whatever you want to call it, with somebody that I used to go to school with at Bethel, and, whew, they they're, they're just don't 
see. They just, the God of this world blinded the minds of them that believe not. I, I, I would tell them, I would tell this person the truth, Acts 2.38, repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Ghost. And they were just like, but that, what about this? Okay, yes, that's necessary. We have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Obviously, if you don't believe, <laughs> what are you here for? If you don't believe, you're not going to repent because you don't believe that you're a sinner. If you don't believe, you won't get baptized in Jesus' name because you won't believe that there's another name. You'll believe that there's another name or there may not be a name given among men whereby we must be saved. If you don't believe in the Holy Ghost, if you don't believe spiritual things, then you're not going to want to receive the Holy Ghost. No, you have to believe, first of all. You have to confess. That's in repentance. You have to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done wrong. I'm sorry that I've sinned and displeased you. We have to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. You have to keep going. You don't just, you don't just pick and choose out of the Bible what you want to obey. Taking that, we can go to the scripture in Matthew that says, He that endures to the end shall be saved. That's all we got to do. We just got to endure and we'll be saved, right? No, no, no. You can't just pick and choose. You have to endure to the end. You have to believe. You have to confess. You have to repent. You have to be baptized. You have to receive the Holy Ghost. You have to live a holy and separated life. This all goes hand in hand with salvation. But... There's so much confusion in our world. She told me there were three spirits. <laughs> the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, and the Holy Ghost. What about Ephesians chapter 4? There is one body and one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling. But anyway, I'm not getting into that. We're not... We're, oh, it just it stresses me out. I, um, anyway... So, when, when, when someone doesn't have the Holy Ghost, the devil doesn't want you to get the Holy Ghost. That's the thing. Because you, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive power. Because you're a witness then. You're a testimony. I used to be this. I used to do this. I used to go there. But now... Now I'm saved. Now I got Jesus in me. Now I'm washed. Now. The devil doesn't want you to know this power. The devil knows there's one God. And he trembles before him. He knows the power of God. The devil was around before we even had the plan of salvation or, or whatever you want to call it, the Bible, the rest of the New Testament, whatever. He was around before then. He knows, he, he's been doing this for a long time. Uh, you can say it like this, he's a good devil. He knows what he's doing. He, he's, <laughs> the Bible says that heaven's four square, which means it's got a set dimension, but hell enlargeth its mouth. He's a good devil. He knows how to take people in. But he doesn't want you to know this power. He doesn't want you to experience this goodness, this Holy Ghost. Because he knows the power of God. He knows what it takes to be saved. That's right. 
He knows that you have to repent. He knows you have to be baptized. He knows you have to receive the Holy Ghost. Because if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you're none of His. That's in the Bible. He knows all this. He knows it. And He doesn't want you to experience it. That, that, it's like the kryptonite for the devil. He just like, no, the, the Holy Ghost, if you have the Holy Ghost, he can't touch you. He can't. The Holy Ghost is the devil's kryptonite. He, when you have the Holy Ghost, he can't get you. He can't touch you. You, he can touch everything you have. He can test you. He can put thoughts in your mind, but he can't get to you because you're, you're God's. You're no longer his. You're not in the world anymore. So you're not his. You you don't belong to him anymore. You belong to God. So materially. The devil attacks us in our health, in our mind, socially, doctrinally. The devil has many tactics. And now that you know them, you can fight him because you know that the devil is a liar. John 8, 44 says that he's a liar and the father of it. He's the first liar that makes him the father of lies. Hath God said... Did God really say that you couldn't eat of this fruit, Eve? He's the father of lies. Even when he speaks the truth. In Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus was in the wilderness praying and fasting, we're not exempt from temptation from the devil because even Jesus himself was tempted. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, now he's questioning who we are. We are children of God. We have the Holy Ghost. We're saved, sanctified, holy, righteous. We are God's people. We are God's children. But the devil will come along and say, are you, are you sure? Are you sure? Right. Are, he'll cast doubt in your mind. Right. He'll make you second guess yourself right. all the time. And he told Jesus, if thou be the son of God, you think Jesus knew who he was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If thou be the son of God, command that. I don't understand the devil. It just doesn't. He, his tactics don't make sense to me. Yet we fall for it all the time. He'll, he told Jesus, the Son of God, if you're really the Son of God, I don't need your permission. You, no. If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said, if thou be the Son of God, didn't we just go through this? If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. Now the devil knows Scripture. He knows, he, he knows it, just because you can quote 100 verses, just because you can quote 400 verses, just because you're a Bible quizzer, just because you know the Scripture, just because you study doesn't mean anything. 
you have to apply it to yourself because the devil knows the scriptures. It is written. He shall give his angels charge over thee. He's quoting from Psalm 91. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. And it is written. And Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The devil, so that was the end of the second one. The devil taketh him up into an... Uh, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Does that make sense to anybody else? All these things will I give thee. I will I, Satan, will give Jesus, the Almighty God, all these things, all nations and power. Oh, man. And we, and we fall for this stuff. We, we succumb to these temptations. <laughs> when we look back, we're like, hindsight is twenty twenty, you know. And we're like, did I really fall for that? All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall, fall down and worship me. That's all that Satan wants. He just wants us to worship him. I'm going to say it. When Satan's the God of this world, so we worship God. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. And that day they shall leap for joy because their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Um, kneel before the Lord our maker. You know, we worship God in all these things. But the world, they worship their God too. The saints made a touchdown. They go nuts, and we're the crazy ones. They, it just They're throwing pig skin. A pig, a dead pig that has never done anything for them. It doesn't make sense. No. It, but we know God, who saved us. Who's washed us, who's redeemed us, who's made us new, who's given us a song to sing, who's brought us up out of a horrible pit and set our feet upon a rock to stay, pulled us out of the miry clay. He deserves to be worshipped. He deserves it. If they can worship their God, I'm going to worship my God. I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to give him glory. Oh! I need to close. I need to close. So, <clears throat> the devil is a thief. The Bible says that. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, if I, if I come up to you, Brother Seth, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to take this Bible. This is a nice Bible. Thank you. You're just going to let me have it? You're just going to... No. 
The devil's a thief. He comes, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take this joy. No, 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 no. Jesus gave me that joy. He, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. I'm not going to let the devil take it away. I'm not going to let him take peace. I'm not going to let him take love. I'm not going to. You're not just going to let him walk away with your stuff like that. No, 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 no. You can't let the devil push you around. We have the Holy Ghost. We are children of God. We have the power that the devil wanted. Did anybody get that? We have the power that the devil wanted and couldn't get. That's why he fights us so hard. That's why he... He's jealous of what we have. Doesn't that make you feel good? To rub it in the devil's face? I got the Holy Ghost that you wanted. I got the power. I've got... in control of us. The devil doesn't have a say-so in my joy, in my love, in my peace, in, in my victory, in my deliverance. He can't keep me bound. He can't. Take it back. Take it from the devil. He doesn't own it. He, it's not his. What do, what, okay, so what do we do when somebody breaks into our house? We call the cops. You're not just going to be, okay, they, they stole my stuff. Poor, pitiful me. Huh? Looks like. Looks like I'm just out some money or I'm, I'm, uh, I just don't have. No, no, no. You call the cops and they go, they find the perpetrator and they get him and they take your stuff back. We have a cop that we can call at any time. Any, we can come boldly to his police station and we can... So, so, I'm, I'm, I'm closing. I'm closing. They can come to the music. This is a, a spiritual war. And spirits are invisible. We can't see spirits. We can't, <clears throat> we can't see the Holy Ghost. We can't see the devil. So this is, this is a spiritual war. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says, For though we walk in the flesh, though we walk in the flesh, we still have this flesh on us. We can see the flesh. 
We do not war after the flesh. That's what that verse says. We don't war after things that we can see. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not visible. We can't see them. But they're mighty. You know, I was thinking about this. The opposite of carnal is spiritual. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Till the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every, every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Why didn't, why didn't Paul write that our weapons are not carnal, but they're spiritual through God? Because that just goes without saying. God is a spirit. <clears throat> they're mighty. He wanted us to know that our, our weapons, the devil... Okay, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. A, a weapon that's formed against you is not formed by God. It's formed by the devil. Our weapons are mighty. His weapons, we already have the word of God that said no weapon that he forms against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Oh, that's good. And the righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. If you've got the Holy Ghost... No weapon formed against you. This is your promise. This is your heritage. This is your inheritance. This is what you get. Okay. My last scripture is James 4 and 7. And most of us can probably quote this. <clears throat> but it's good. It's good. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Receive the Holy Ghost. Do you, do you need to... You, you, okay, no. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, when we see this, when we read this scripture, we think of resist as in... Resist when he's coming after you. That's not what this verse is saying. In World War II in Poland, there was this thing called the resistance against the German Nazis that were trying to basically enslave the people of Poland. And this resistance wasn't just them putting up their defenses against the Germans. The resistance would do stuff like pour sugar into the gas tanks of the Nazi tanks and jeeps and vehicles and stuff like that. Now, that, that's important because it's, they were living in World War II Poland, which was the first country that Germany invaded. And the, they, didn't, they were on rationing. They were, Germany 
had come in and taken all of Poland's natural resources and taken control of their economy and all of this. So sugar wasn't something that was readily available. Them pouring sugar into the gas tanks was a sacrifice. They, they, they didn't just have sugar readily available. They, they had to sacrifice something. That was their resistance. They would do stuff like, oh, I don't know. They would bomb their, uh, they would set stuff on the railroad tracks and it would mess up the trains and they would lose whole trains full of Nazi supplies. That was the resistance. And that wasn't them just sitting idly by and trying to defend themselves. Resistance is not a defensive word in this verse. Resist the devil. It's an offensive word. You have to go and resist the devil. Because if he knows you're not playing with him, if he knows that you're not that you're not playing around that you're ser- you mean you mean business if you're willing to sacrifice something that you need to fight him he knows you're not playing around we have to let the devil know that we're we're not just we're not just playing around we're we're not just in this we're not just in this just because we're not we have to offensively attack him we have to we have to fight him. And everything, everything that we do is... Colossians says that everything we do, whether in word or deed, needs to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 4.12 says there's salvation in no other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's no other name besides the name of Jesus. So if we do everything that we do in the name of the Lord Jesus, doesn't that include resisting the devil? We go against him in Jesus' name, and we win. The end. End of story. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And the way... So, big question, final question, and I'm done. How do we resist the devil? How do we, we're in the flesh, we're fighting a spiritual war that we can't see. How do we, how do we resist the devil? How do we fight the devil? Uh, we worship him. We praise him. The song says praise him for the victory. We, weapons, the weapons we use are not bombs and guns. But worship is the way that the battle is won. We praise God. We thank him. We give him glory. And believe that he's going to do something, that he's going to move, that he's going to take care of us. Because we can't see it. We can't see what God is doing. And that's hard. That's hard. Because we, 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 we like to be able to see what's going on. When, when the devil surrounds us, when he compasses us, the sorrows of hell that Brother, Brother Adam preached about this morning... When they compass us about on every side, I'm claustrophobic. I don't like being in tight spaces. What does that make you want to do? It makes you want to sit there and be like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. No! Get me out of here! Come on. 
I can't stay here. I don't want to be here. I got, I got, I got a God on my side. A God that has already defeated the devil, defeated him once, defeated him here, countless, I don't however many people there are here, and is going to defeat him in the future. And the funny thing is, he's not even going to do it himself. An angel. An angel. One little single angel is going to defeat the devil. He, he doesn't want you to know that because when you, when you understand that, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing that can stand in your way. There's nothing that comes against you. There's no weapon formed against you that will prosper. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Why, let, let's, let's all come to the front. You better look out, Satan, look out. You better look, look out, out Satan. Satan, look out. Lord, Praise him. In the name of the Lord, so look out, Satan, look out. You better look out, Satan, look out. You better look out, Satan, look out. Glory come to you in the name of the Lord, so look out, Satan, look out. Oh, you better look out, Satan, look out. You better look out, Satan, look out. For we come to you in the name of the Lord. So look out, Satan, look out. Well, I'm no match for the devil, no, on my own. I fail every time. But greater is he that is in me. So I say, Satan, get thee behind. Oh, you better look out, Satan, look out. You better look power in the name of Jesus. The devil better watch himself because we're coming to him not in my name, not in my strength, not in my power. What does the book of Zechariah say? Not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. It's nothing we can do. It's nothing that we can hope to accomplish on our own, but, but it's by his spirit. It's in the name of Jesus. Oh, you better look out, Satan, look out. You better look Praise out, Satan, look out. For we come to you in the name of the Lord. Look out, Satan, look out. Well, I'm no match for the devil, no on my own. I fell every time. But greater is he. Greater is he. So I say, Satan, get greater. You better look out, Satan, look out. You better look out, Satan, look out. For we come, we to, come to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. name. In
the giant Goliath laughed as he pulled out his sword. But as the storm went sailing, you could hear David say, I come to you in the name of the Lord. So look out, Satan, look out. You better look out, Satan, look out. For we come to you in the name of the Lord. Look out, Satan, look out. Oh, look out, Satan, look out. You better look out, Satan, look out. For we Take a praise break right now. Somebody's been fighting. Somebody's been battling. You better make that. I'm telling you right now, breakthroughs in the house. Breakthrough is in the house. Breakthroughs is a praise break away. Another wave coming. There's another wave coming. Look out, look out. Look out, look out. Look out, devil, I'm coming. Look out, devil, I'm coming. Look out, devil, I'm coming. You better look out, Satan, look out. You better look out, Satan, look out. Look out. 
my, my, my. Yes! Somebody needs to put the devil on notice. You better look out, Satan. You better look out, devil. I know what you're doing. I know your tricks. I know your devices. But by God's grace, we're coming out of it. By God's strength, we're coming out. You better look out, devil. You better look out for First Pentecostal Church of Jimmy. He cut that on my son. You better put the devil on notice. Come on, somebody needs to take a praise break right now. Come on, come on, come on, somebody. Put the devil on notice. Put the devil on notice. We're coming out. We're coming out. Come on, come on, don't stop. Come on, don't stop. That's the breakthrough you need. That's the breakthrough you've been desiring. Look out. Look out, devil. Look out, Satan. It ain't yours, devil. It ain't yours, devil. It ain't yours, devil. You better get permission, devil. somebody take authority in your life if you got the Holy Ghost there is power inside of you there is power inside of your spirit if you are one of his I'm going to the enemy's camp and I'm taking back everything that he stole from me come on somebody needs to dance and put him under your feet Come on, somebody needs to dance and put them under your feet. Come on, come on, somebody. It's Sunday night. It's Sunday night. What a better night to get the breakthrough you need. Come on, come on. Come on, don't stop. Come on, get that breakthrough. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out. Well, I'm no match for the devil. Oh, my own.
praise. God is here. God wants to do something in somebody's life. Yes, the devil goes to and fro seeking whom he may devour, but the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth seeking somebody to show himself powerful through. Let God do it. Let God do it. Satan. Come on. Somebody needs to resist right now. Somebody needs to resist right now. Somebody. I'm telling you, you better resist. You better resist. You need to resist right now. Somebody needs to go on offense. Somebody resist. Oh, we're not backing down. We're not quitting tonight. We're not quitting tonight. We're resisting. This is what you've been praying for. This is what you've been asking for. This is what you've been asking for. This is what you've been asking for. Well, do you want it or don't you? You need to make up your mind. something I forgot to say. I forgot to tell y'all my title. My title is The Liar versus The Lion because Satan is a liar. And Jesus, according to Revelation chapter 5, is the lion of the tribe of Judah. 
The devil wants you to think that he's a lion. But Jesus is the lion. You know what Judah's job was to do? You know what Judah actually means? Praise! Jesus is the lion, the king of praise. He deserves all. Somebody needs to do what they've been feeling like doing. I don't know who it is. I don't care who it is. Do what you want to do. Praise God. Give him glory. Give him honor. One last thing, and I promise I'm done. My job was to preach the word of God, but I can't make anybody act on it. I can't make anybody receive the word of God into their heart. That's your job. I've done everything I can do. Now let God do what he wants to do in this place. tonight I said is he under your feet tonight I don't think you believe it I said is he under your feet tonight I don't see nobody stomping on the devil 
Is he under your feet? He's under mine. If you was wondering, he's under my feet. Somebody needs to get the revelation of where his place is in your life. And in your life, he is under your feet. If you Well, God's not through. If you're through, uh, mm. I wonder right now who who will dance for the Lord right now. No music, no music. Who's gonna stomp on the devil's head? Who wants to stomp on the devil's head? No music. Come on, somebody. You need to get it for yourself. I'm dancing because I want to. I'm stomping on the devil's head. How bad you want that victory? How bad you want that freak? My dance called Satan. He's under my feet. Come on, somebody. Mm. Let's not be like the man that was told to, to beat the ground with the arrow. And he beat the arrow three times. And guess what? He only got three victories. I'm not coming as a prophet, but I'm coming to tell somebody. You've been praying for a breakthrough. Brother Townley's not here. Yes, I understand that. Brother Howe's not here. Yes, I understand that. Brother Hodge is not here. Yes, I understand that. But the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is here tonight. And like Brother Dylan said, it's on you. Don't you blame it on Brother Townley not being here. Don't you blame it on Brother Hodge not being here. Don't you blame it on Brother Howe. But God is in the night. Here tonight, how much victory you want? How much victory you want? Do you want the city of Jennings or don't you? Come on, somebody, get the vision. Come on, somebody, get a hold of it. Grab somebody next to you. Come on. Grab you a battle buddy. Grab you somebody to worship with. Come on. You're not by yourself. You're in the body of Christ. You're not alone fighting. You're in the body of Christ. You're not by yourself. Come on. Come on, that lion from the tribe of Judah. Where you at, lion from the tribe of Judah? Where you at, lion? You're the real lion. You're the real lion. Come on, don't stop till you get the breakthrough. Don't stop till you get the breakthrough. Don't stop till you get the breakthrough. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on, get you a tambourine. Get you somebody next to you. Do what you feel to do. 
Do what you feel to do. I can tell you it's not standing there. I can tell you it's not standing. Come on. That's it, Brother Chase. Come on. Get the victory. Get the full victory. I'm not going to stop till I'm loose. Come on, Summer. Come on, Summer. Fight, baby. Come on. Fight. It's fighting time. It's time to take the gloves off. Devil, I'm coming for you. Devil, I'm coming for you. Devil, you can't have my brother. Devil, you can't have my sister. Devil, you can't have my neighbor. We don't need no music to fight. We know how to fight. Come on. Come on, First Pentecostal. Do you know how to fight? Do you know how to war? He cut. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. Come on, David. Dance till you can't stop dancing. Dance till you can't stop. Don't care who's watching. Don't care who's looking. Come on, devil, look at us. Come on, devil, take a good look. This is God's house. Come on, devil, take a good hard look. Be jealous. I got something the devil can't have. I got something the devil wants, but he can't have. I've been blood-bought. I've been washed in his blood. I've been sanctified. I've been saved by grace. I've been... My name's written in the book of life. My sins are washed away. You can't lie to me no more, devil. You can't... You ain't deceiving me no more, devil. I see your lies. I see your works. And guess what? I see it. I see you, devil. And you can't have me. And you can't have my family. Yes, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, don't stop joining. Come on, don't stop joining. I want there to be an atmosphere in this place uh, that if somebody wants to get the Holy Ghost, uh, it'll happen tonight. Uh, somebody might walk through those back doors. Uh, I don't know, but I want liberty in Jesus' name, freedom in Jesus' name. Liberty in Jesus' name. You can have it tonight. Don't let the devil lie to you. There's freedom tonight. You've been asking for it. You've been Come on. Come on. Come on. There it is. I feel it. Anybody else feel it? Anybody else feel it? I'm telling. Come on. Come on. Come on. Where's my prayer? Where is that? Somebody needs to pray with him. Come. Do I have any altar workers? Do I have anybody working in the altars with us? Get the revelation. Pray. Pray one for another. Pray one for another. Pray one for another. We're in a body. We're in the body of Christ. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's army. Come on. Come on. We want an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost can be poured out. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Come on. Come on, First Pentecostal Church. Come on, First Pentecostal Church. People are praying right now for the Holy Ghost. People are praying right now for the Holy Ghost. 
Come on, somebody. I want there to be an atmosphere in this place that if somebody wants a breakthrough, they can get it. He cut, come on, come on, where are my prayer warriors at? Come on, come on, come on, don't stop summer, come on summer, don't stop summer, you can make it baby, keep on fighting, keep on fighting, come on, come on brother Dayan, come on brother Dayan, come on brother, come on, we're in a body of Christ, come on, come on TJ, come on TJ, come on Ramona, come on Ramona. Come on, Sister Wanda. Come on. Victory's in the house. Come on, Brother Shea. Come on. Come on, First Pentecostal Church. You know how to do it. This is how we fight. church this is revival this is revival this is revival I'm gonna put a hole in this pulpit I'm telling you, I'm going to put a hole in it because there's a power. liberty in the house tonight. There is complete freedom in the house tonight. Can you feel it? Take that devil. Take that devil. Take that devil. Take that devil.
I said I'm going to the enemy's camp and I'm taking back I'm going to take back a little bit. I'm just going to take back a small little bit. I just want this little bit right here, brother. I'm going to go back and take this small portion right here. I'm going to the enemy's camp, and I'm taking back. I said I'm going to the enemy's camp and I'm taking back everything. I'm not going to stop with one little thing. I'm not going to stop with two little things. I'm not going to stop with three. But I'm taking back everything. Taking back every child. I'm taking back every friend. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? David, you can recover all. David, you can recover all. David, you can recover all. Somebody needs to hear me tonight. You can recover all, David. David, you can recover all. Somebody needs to claim their promise right now. I don't know how to end this right now, so if you want to go home, God bless you, you're dismissed. But if you want victory, mm, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Come on, if you want to go home, you're dismissed. If you want to go, go ahead. But if you want to stay and you want to fight, come on, it's time to get busy. Come on, pray with somebody. Grab somebody by the hand. Pray, pray for yourself. Come on. If you want to get involved, get involved. If you want to go home, to be dismissed. But we're here to fight. We're not backing down. We're not putting...